Welcome to the Detours Podcast. Let's get lost. What is up, y'all? I am back sooner than I thought because I'm feeling kind of pumped. I'm feeling motivated. So I'm back sooner than I thought. But also, I have some free time. I took some time off from work. I'm actually babysitting right now. And so everyone's asleep and the house is quiet. And I decided to hop on and just talk about my next topic that I wanted to cover. Um, The next solo topic I was going to cover that I'll probably come back and cover with some homies because it's prevalent and it will continue to be prevalent. But what it is, is the concept of someone being toxic in a relationship or toxic as far as dating. And I wanted to touch on that. You know, it's funny because, you know, Britney Spears and by the way, free Britney, um, Britney Spears told us about this years ago. And it's like, you know, it's always been around. It's always been prevalent. But right now, I don't think people are really understanding what toxic really is, because there is a difference between to being toxic and someone's just personality not being the best. So there is a big difference. So of course we're about to start this off with yours truly, Brittany. Yeah, so that song was so iconic back in the day. It's so iconic that I remember playing it for my son driving down the road. Well, I didn't play it for him. He was in the car. I played it for me. But he liked the song, too, so much that I I don't even play it with him in the car anymore because he's just going to throw off my vibe. <laughs> so I try not to play it. But Brittany tried to tell us years ago. So, I mean, what is toxic to me? Toxic is an act or people with toxic traits in a relationship. They do things that are purposeful and purposely hurtful on an ongoing and consistent basis. It's not a one-off. And that is toxic to me. That's somebody that is toxic. I mean, for example, I mean, toxic relationships... And since everybody is on this whole astrology kick, you should pair a toxic person and a toxic person in a relationship should be paired with what they call karmic relationships. And those are relationships where you're like attached to someone, but you don't really know why. You don't know what it is about them that just, you know, you can't get them out of your head. And it that is like toxic. And that's even though they do things you don't like, even though you find that you really don't like them at all, you still can't leave them alone. And that's how you recognize a karmic relationship, a.k.a. a toxic relationship. And honestly, you know, with this whole concept of being toxic and all that, I was thinking when I was researching what I was going to talk about, and I was thinking about um, one of the most famous guys of 2020, Kevin Samuels. And when I think about Kevin Samuels and what he was spreading to men and women, his concepts, I think what he was spreading was toxic. That was toxicity in its highest form what he was spreading when I was thinking about him I was thinking like a man that listens and takes notes via Kevin Samuels and what he says like I personally couldn't tolerate that type of mess because you know it made me like really want to add like a Kevin Samuels question to my dates because you know since then Kevin Samuel's been quiet since he's been in a little scandal. So since then, we haven't really heard from him. 
But, you know, it was like he was about to be out for a while because of how big he was getting for a hot second. But, you know, you know what they say about giants? They fall. And um, it's not that he's hurting people's feelings. Like, that's not the problem. He can say what he wants to say. He can be as blunt as he wants to be. But his behavior was completely toxic. And he was not adding any type of value, ironically, to the black household, even though he preached about this, quote unquote, high value man. He was not adding any value to his platform other than pure entertainment. And that's what I say about people who like get online and like try to troll like other races who say racist things. It's like. You know, just troll them just for the sake of trolling or just so you can go viral. It's like, first of all, get a life. You don't have anything to do. Secondly, it's like you're just as as ignorant as that person because why lower yourself unless you were already on that level? So, I mean, clearly the troll is on that level. But it's like you're doing all that. You're basically selling your soul to go viral. And at the end of the day, it's really not going to get you anywhere. So back to Kevin Samuels, it's like he was just doing too much in the wrong type of way. Um, it's true, like black women are the most undervalued group of people in the world, in the world. Like I want to travel, you know, I'm off on a tangent again, but I want to travel. I would like to move to other states, but... Every time I think about a state or somewhere I would like to move, I always like to Google and see how they treat black people there. And it's always not good. But, you know, I have had my own experiences like going to Ecuador and um, I had a white roommate, a white girl, and she was very sweet. Um, You know, she helped me with everything. She was so sweet. She was actually the chemistry teacher's daughter so she didn't even go to our school but for whatever reason she was on this trip and she was so nice we got along but our family that we were being hosted by clearly favored her like um we were being we were actually very blessed to get like a wealthy type of family because everybody who went on the trip with us did not and they there were some you know people saying they were abused and all of this stuff and one boy ended up in the hospital because he said that the family wouldn't give him any water. I mean, it was crazy. It was completely crazy. But I also blame his parents because, you know, you got to come with some money so you can buy yourself things. Um, but and then we also used to eat dinner. I think I don't think we ate dinner every day together, but we did all meet up to eat dinner, you know, often. But we was basically on our own there. And, you know, we got a wealthy family, but basically the mother, um, her name was Elena. So we used to call her like Senora Elena. But anyway, she favored the white girl, but she didn't abuse me. It was just the other person was favored and that's okay. But she also had a son named uh, David and he spoke English. He was an adult and he lived there. He was very nice. He hooked up his uh, computer for us to Skype our family. It was great. And I always wanted to go back, but at this point, it's been like 14 years. I have no idea. It's been a long time. But that was a life-changing experience. And it's like black women are very undervalued because within every country, every race, there's always like, for whatever reason, the darkest skin is the least value. And that's crazy to me because dark skin is beautiful. But anyways, um, you know, so black women being the most undervalued group, Kevin Samuels came in as yet another black man and who was putting down black women. And to me, if you're a black man and you listen to that and you fed into that, I consider that man to be a weak minded man because, you know, a high value man would not take advice or idolize any other man walking this earth. He would not do that because a high value man is also religious and only idolizes 
the one God that we have. And so it was very strange to me and men that were like kind of following him. I'm like, y'all are groupies or what? What's going on? And so Kevin Samuels was, of course, giving his opinion. And I just think that a high value man wouldn't let another man influence his opinion on anything. Like (sighs) the last man who I love, like. I just felt like he just had his own opinion about everything. And that is why I valued him. I mean, I didn't always agree with his opinion, but I was, I would definitely listen because he told a good story. He had the gift of gab. He probably should have been a lawyer, but they probably don't pay enough money for him. So whatever. And so, you know, what's the point of being a high value man if you have a weak mind and What I'm saying really is, if you have a weak mind, then you clearly cannot be a high value man. And so, I mean, that's like the same as like the black slaves, the black slaves that would get other slaves caught due to their mind being weak. If your mind is weak, your value is null and void. And it's just that simple. It's just that simple. I, as a Virgo, someone who lives in her mind, I want to know that the man I'm talking to also has a mind of his own. And somebody who follows Kevin Samuels clearly does not. Kevin Samuels was preaching toxicity from the jump. And it was unfortunate. And so my last serious relationship I mean, at the time, I wouldn't call it toxic, but I come to learn that it was very toxic, but it wasn't for no reason. I mean, he was somebody who I had, you know, been with. And I'm speaking about my son's father. Like, I met him when I was 17 and 21. I've already told this story, but um, the toxic part about it comes like with... You know, and I, you know, the funny thing is I recently told his sister this It's like, um, you know, what's funny is, and he gets this from someone in his family. I'm not going to say who, but, um, you know, he's the type because he's been taught that he can cuss you out and then the next day or later that day, try to come back and, you know, not even mention the fallout and think that you're just supposed to go on and like nothing happened, you know, like, oh, no grudge. I cussed you out. We're moving on. And it's like, that's not how life works. That's emotional abuse. (laughs) And you don't have to put up with that. That's toxic. Like, and if, you know, for me, I don't know, like listening to astrology and as far as I'm into that right now, it's like, damn, like, was I in a 10 plus year karmic relationship? Like, what did I do? What did I do at 17? Why am I in a karmic relationship? And so, um, but like I have said in the past, it wasn't all bad, but um, it for whatever reason, I wasn't able to let it go. And if I say right now, that I don't know why I couldn't let it go. I would be lying to you guys. And that's something we don't do here. We're 100% transparent here. So I then let it go for a while. Obviously because I love the man. But also because, you know, um, there was an emotional trauma bond that was there, which was, you know, basically losing a child. And so there was this trauma bond and there was this, um, notion that like, you know, basically, and I've told my mother this like years ago, like I want all my kids to have the same dad. I mean, that's what I wanted. So it's like, I want my kids to have the same dad. Obviously now I know that's not going to happen. And I'm thankful for that because I don't want all my kids to be bonded by a uh, trauma of a um what's the word inconsistent father but um 
yeah, like at that time, that's what it was. Like, so you lost a child. So you want your next child to be with him. And then like you want your next child to be with him. And you're trying to get this child back that you lost. But you're never going to get that one back that you lost or two that you you're never going to get that particular child back if you get another child you know you know if you get another child with that person there will never be that one that you lost and so that was the bond and for a long time which I don't know if this benefited him but like I just wasn't able to be with anyone else because of that and it was not fun going through college and everything else where, you know, of course, guys trying to talk to me and I will entertain guys, but it's like, I can't really be with them all the way because I wasn't interested and I wasn't interested on what they were putting down. Like, like in college, maybe the first month of college, I'm over here at the bus stop and this girl, we had a couple classes together and she was just like, yeah, I really like this one dude and I got pregnant and I had to get an abortion. And I was like, what? Y'all out here doing that on the first month of school? Like raw dogging it? No. So I was like, these guys are nothing. Like these guys stink. <laughs> And so, you know, when I found out the guys stunk in college and they were trying to do nothing but hook up, like they were trying to do nothing but hook up. When I found that out, I was just like every weekend I would be in Atlanta with what became my son's father. And if I wasn't there, if I wasn't in Atlanta, he was up at the school. And that was that. <laughs> Because that's what it was. And, um, you know, that's just how it went. And honestly, I could sit here and say I have tons of regrets. And I do. As far as um, how we met at work and blah, 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 blah. But the bigger concept of it, I don't have any regrets. Because I just feel like that was meant to occur. So, yeah, but it was just so toxic. Like, um you know, just be having to work with someone and you're broken up one day, you're together the next day. Like that was toxic. And then like when I was done with him, I just lied to him one day and said I was with my other ex from, you know, neighborhood boo. And he was pissed. And so that was a very toxic night because he was chasing me down. Like I am just basically letting me know that he was not happy. And so that's just how it went down. It was just craziness, pure craziness. And um, I don't know. It's just that I feel like that's toxic. Just not knowing the end game, not knowing why you're with someone. You want to not be with them, but you also want to be with them. Is That is more toxic. But now I want to switch and talk about what's not toxic. Because in this dating world, everybody's just talking about, Oh, you're toxic. You're toxic. Okay, so let's do an example. Somebody called me toxic for the same time for for the first time. And they said this was toxic when the funny thing is this is normal normal girl behavior. Okay? So let me give y'all the rundown. So, Facebook, while it is very much necessary, it is also evil. <laughs> But no, Facebook, um, and y'all know this story, but Facebook gave me a friend's suggestion, okay? It's, I had this girl pop up on my page, and um, I don't know. I have no idea why I clicked on it, but I did. <laughs> and um, I clicked on it, and I saw this guy I was talking to. Now, it wouldn't be a problem that it this guy I was talking to was clearly talking to this other girl other than the fact that the days when he's hitting me up like oh I miss you but I'm so busy he's busy with this other girl and it's like that that's the problem see the problem is the lie but we talked about that last time and so like um so basically what he did was already toxic you're lying toxic so but the funny thing is he called me toxic 
Because when I saw this, now I waited a while because I'm trying to see if he going to let me know. Because if you just let me know stuff when we're not serious, then there is no problem. But anyways, so I'm trying to see if he's going to let me know what's going on. So what happened after that? So um, I probably asked him some kind of way. Um, is something going on? He denied it. And after he denied it and it was, you know, unrefutable evidence via Facebook, (laughs) then um, instead of confronting him about it, I just decided to do what all all women do. And y'all know what we do. Unfriend, unfollow. And that's what I did. I didn't see a problem with it at all. Unfriend, unfollow. Adios, amigo. And he said that was toxic. And it's like, why is that toxic? Because, okay, you don't like that I unfollowed you, but it's like, why do you get to have access to me whenever you want, but I can't have access to you? I mean, yes, this is the same person who told me they wanted 100% access to me, but it's like, when you said that, I was thinking that I was going to get, um, 100% access to you as well. You just want access to me. That's not fun. And that is toxic. (laughs) But I was just saying that to say that um, toxic is not a, you know, what you, so you do something, right? And the person's reaction to your, to what you did is not toxic. That's their reaction. So just because you don't like the reaction doesn't make it toxic and it doesn't give you the leeway to play victim. You know what I mean? So we really have to sit with ourselves and see, like, is this toxic? Because it's not always toxic. And like me being a Virgo, me being the natural born investigator that I am like, you know, not many people know this about me, but I used to want to be a detective because I noticed how good I was at finding things out because the first thing I use is my um, intuition. And then which is sometimes right. So like if you see a Virgo and most people think Virgos are just quiet, like, no, we're not quiet. We're just reading the whole situation. We're reading the room and not the way people say, oh, I'm reading you. No, no, no. We're listening. We're looking at your body language, your vibes. We are reading the room, you know, in a good way, in the real way. And so I just said all that to say that me, I wanted to be a detective and I found, okay, so once I found this page, which I've touched on in the past, but once I found this page, um, you know, then of course, once I see it and it's somebody who like, you know, one of them annoying people that post everything online, like every little bitty detail and then some of the details are clearly lies. Ooh, people like that irk me. But anyways, <laughs> oh, people like that are toxic. Like, why are you on Beyonce's internet lying? What's wrong with you? But anyways, so people who post their every little thing. So, of course, it was some statuses that I read. And so, like, I would read a status and like he would repeat like kind of what these statuses were like to me. And it's just like, so you don't have your own mind and you have unfortunately fallen for the lies of someone else's Facebook persona. Like, who are you? Like, you're not even who I thought you were. You're not even giving what you were supposed to give. (laughs) But Yeah, it's just very odd to me. And so, like I said, that is toxic. Like playing the victim after someone reacts to um, mistreatment is toxic. That is what toxicity truly is. And like I said earlier, a toxic person in a relationship is linked to some type of karmic bond. And it's unfortunate. And, um, 
you know, it's just sad when that happens and people don't understand each other. And then what else toxic is, is when someone tries to like justify. So someone tries to justify mistreating you. That is toxic because, um, see, this is what I think it is. Okay. So with this last person who I, you know, thought I loved or whatever, y'all with that last person, you know, I really do think they, they liked me for real, for real. And I think they like this other person too. But um, I think unfortunately they like the attention this other person got and gets for, oh, for being a troll. I'm sorry. Um, Yeah. And so I think they like that and they like the, um, and they also fell victim to like the lies this person tells about them, about their self and about just things in general. And so they just kind of fell into this toxic bond with this person. And it's like, after a certain point, no matter what I did, it could be something normal. It could be anything. No matter what I did, they were going to use that against me because they were looking for reasons to basically cut me off because, you know, a part of them liked me but they like this other person more because they you know basically fell into this little mind game trap and also they wanted this other person had you know basically I guess more to offer than I did at the time as far as you know wherever they're staying this and that and their internet clout that they get and so it is what it is but um it still was a trap and they had to find it out for themselves and they will sooner or later. So it's unfortunate, but um, it's nothing I can do about it. Um, So, yeah, and it's just crazy. So, like I was saying, it was nothing I could have done because anything I did, they were going to say, oh, I don't like that. That's toxic. Because, like I said, they were looking for a reason because initially they couldn't find one so it's like initially I wasn't reacting to what I knew and then when I started reacting okay like oh I don't like that I don't like that either you're being toxic I'm like no no you're being toxic (laughs) because uh you're being uh you know basically a liar so it is what it is and you know ironically Facebook bitch ass. <laughs> Facebook bitch ass going they did it again, y'all, a second time. The same exact situation. Only this time it was already over. So I'm like, oh, that's not my problem. But they gonna recommend somebody else. Clicked on their page clicked on their page and they say like when you're recommended by somebody, that person um has been on your page. Or when Facebook recommends a person, that person has been on your page. That's the theory. So this other person gets recommended. I click on her page and I'm seeing the same MO. And I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> it's time for me to leave Facebook alone. So that's when I just started um, going over to Mr. TikTok. <sighs> so it was just completely crazy. And it's just like... Was that a karmic situation for me again? Again? Because uh, I did actually care about this person. Like, this is insane. Like, I really did love that person. Or I do. But I can't be abused. No, I can't let myself be abused. So, yeah. Love or not had to put on my big girl draws and go about my business. But yeah, so I just get so offended when people just call any little thing toxic. Like right now on TikTok, they're like, yeah, my toxic mother. And hey, hey, I think that people, some people really did have a toxic mother because like I was saying about my son's father, like he got it from somewhere where, you know, he just think he can cuss you out and then be friends the next day and it's just like sir I wasn't raised that way it's like that level of disrespect only comes for strangers like I have a certain amount of respect for people I actually know 
<laughs> so if you cuss me out like a stranger, like somebody off the street, then there's no way we can go back to being regular the next day. And especially without some type of apology or anything, it's like, come on now. But, um, you know, just spending that time, all that time with him, like when I see my son doing little stuff, I just correct my son immediately. Like, I'm so proud of him. He's just growing up so much. And, um, you know, he has to just learn about mature things. Of course, he doesn't cuss me out. But like when he was younger, um, you know, I had to just keep reminding him that no means no. You know, like he was like, can I have this? And I'm like, no, like, please. Can I? And I'm like, no. No, and then I just, I just started implementing this thing. I just tell him like, you know, no means no. Don't that doesn't mean just cut, keep coming asking me. It means no, and um, you know, and it's with kids and especially boys, and when they're growing up and they're so adorable and this and that, you know, they get whatever they want. Like my son used to get whatever he wanted at his little daycare he was at from the time he was a baby to to kindergarten, and um. I'm so appreciative that they babied him, but it's like I had to teach him, like, give him some tough love. Like, no, you can't have everything you want. No means no. Um, And, you know, you just got to grow up a little bit and be strong and take care of yourself. And it's also because he's not growing up in Atlanta, which I want him to, because I think Atlanta teaches you know, tough skin, but it's like, do I really want him to? Because Atlanta teaches, by example, tough skin. So it's a double-edged sword. (sighs) So, yeah, it's just like, and, you know, that's another thing that's toxic, the city of Atlanta. (laughs) Because Atlanta is so very mixed right now. Like a lot of people who are in Atlanta aren't from Atlanta right now. And the people who are from Atlanta, we are usually not found in the city. Like I can easily spot someone who isn't from Atlanta because they're always trying to get to downtown. It's like, who's trying to go downtown? Who's trying to go to Buckhead? Like, I don't want my car to be broken into. Like, that's not something that pleases me. <laughs> and so, I mean, of course, some upper parts of Buckhead, your car probably won't be broken into. But it's like, I'm not trying to even risk it. And I'm not even trying to get, risk getting caught in a certain amount of traffic and just all types of things. Because I'm just more about the uh, country quiet life right now. It's like, growing up in a city... You know, of course, there were fights, gunshots, um, kids getting pregnant at like 13. I definitely could have been one of them, so I'm not judging. But it's just like it was a different world. And I'm so thankful that I was able to grow up in that environment. But I don't know if I would let my kids do that because it is toxic. Like you will like I don't want my son to have PTSD and trauma from school. So with that being said, yeah, maybe Atlanta is toxic and our relationship with toxic environments that we grew up in trying to put our children in those. Maybe that's toxic. I don't know. But like I was saying, so like I try or I think about sending my son back to Atlanta, but I just don't know if I would because he's already going into fifth grade. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see where life takes us. I mean, We'll see what happens. But I know I'm just here for the ride. It's a journey. And um, I just hope to be able to do better. But um, I just don't like that people misconstrue toxicity for um, a lack of problem-solving skills. Or um, they try to cover their toxicity with the fact that they don't have the proper and adult type communication skills. And some people say, well, I'm non-confrontational. I'm like, well, you have to be confrontational to an extent because there will be things that come up that you don't agree with and you need to be able to talk it out instead of just saying, oh, I'm just getting rid of things that don't serve me. I'm like, You're going to miss out on 
things that were actually meant for you by thinking you're getting rid of, getting rid of something that doesn't serve you just because you don't want to talk about it or because being with somebody else is easier or you know you're able to use someone else so that's easier it's like yeah but again again that is um something that is above me and there's nothing I can do about that and there's nothing I want to do about that um and so I just hope that going forward we can be like more cognizant of what toxicity actually is but like with anything fads fade so this is one of those social media fads just like the love language that went around for a long time and while valid people started to abuse it and like the whole Kevin Samuel craze I mean he was on top of his high horse for a while now silence (laughs) and um it's kind of like don't throw stones when you live in a glass house yeah it's like that (laughs) so yeah don't throw stones when you live in a glass house and when you go out on social media and you get big because it uh you know for most it always happens eventually you go out there on social media you better make sure that you're on your p's and your q's because people will find out so if it's something you don't want anybody to know about your personal life you need to make sure it's kept under wraps and that's all I'm saying about that but um it's just strange that uh people are on that but yeah Kevin Samuels was preaching toxicity and the world believed it and like me being an intellectual is like when I see someone online who is 100 1000 percent only trying to get clout um, definitely lying. I'm not saying everything they're saying is a lie, but just lying, definitely just posting things for clout. Like people post things about the LGBTQA community and, um, they do it for clout because people will retweet, retweet, repost, um, and share the status. Um, and they know that. And it's like, they are using that platform for clout and it's like when people don't see that it's just like come on y'all you can't see this person is just trying to get you know come up off of you all like this person is 100% lying but it's like you know people just have to realize things on their own so hey more power to you and let's see what else we want to talk about that is it though As far as toxicity, I want to get back on here and talk to my friends about toxicity and talk to you guys once we go live on YouTube about toxicity, but um, untoxic relationships, toxic people. As far as my actual toxic relationship, um, unfortunately, my story on that is pretty lame because... I was in one toxic relationship for over 10 years and it was off and on and on and off and babies and everything else you could imagine with that one person. And it's just, whoo, it got out of control. (laughs) It got, you know, and it's sad. I blame myself because, well, I blame myself to an extent because I should have ran at the first red flags I saw back in the day but I didn't I didn't I should have ran from the beginning from the beginning when I was 17 years old like picture this I'm 17 years old on a school bus (laughs) on a school bus headed home and I get a phone call from his mother and after I get a phone call from his mother, I get a phone call from his baby mother. <laughs> and this is the baby mama that I didn't even know about. Like, this dude, I don't know if I said this before, but yeah, I didn't even know. Like, when I was 17 in high school, I was at the top of my cockiness and my, um, you know, just thinking I was the S-H-I-T. Like, you couldn't tell me nothing. And so... 
had I known he had a child when I first met him, I would not have talked to him because I'm like, what I look like dating somebody with a child? Like the world is my oyster. I can get whatever guy I want. Like so anyway, like I said, had I known that, and I've told him this before, I've told several people, if I knew I had a child before I got in deep with him, I mean, if I had a child, if I knew he had a child before I got in deep with him, I would have never looked at him twice. It's sad the way I found out he had a child. Like, the child was three years old, and uh, now he's like 15, maybe 16 now. He think he's going on 16 this year. And um, why, like, we were working at Kentucky Fried Chicken. Me and him were already doing everything in the book. It had been going on for a hot little minute. And uh, we were both working there. And one of the managers called me in the office. Her name was, like, Gina or something. I don't even remember. She called me in the office, and she's like, "Um, Sean, do you know he have a son? I was like, who got a son? I was like, no, he doesn't have any kids. And so she was like, okay. (laughs) So basically, when I got home and I called him, I was like, do you have a son? He was like, yeah, you don't know that? Uh, No, how would I know this? (laughs) But anyway, yeah, so he was three years old. And then I met him and then, you know, the rest is history. And um, it was just crazy, you know, and that was the first red flag. Then the second red flag was the car he was riding around flexing in. He said it was his car. It was his mama car. Then the next flex was um, not flex. The next red flag was I'm at home minding my business, minding my uh, 17 year old business. (laughs) And I get a phone call again and it's from his mother's phone. Only this time, it's the baby mama. And the baby mama is like, um, are you doing... <laughs> I was about to say that man's name. The baby mama was like, are you so-and-so's uh, girlfriend? And I was like, yeah, who's this? And she was like, oh, well, this is his baby mom. And so I was like, I've seen enough BT, um stories to know I was like oh okay um well what's up what's the problem are you guys together like because you know this was still new in the relationship so you know I was probably looking for a reason to call it quits by this point so I said um are y'all still together and she said oh no we're not together at all um I would just Trying to see if his mom was telling the truth. I was like, okay. Well, yeah, it's my boyfriend. Let me know if it's a problem. Um, And we got off the phone. So I'm like, she said they weren't in a relationship. His mama said they weren't in a relationship. His cousin said they weren't in a relationship. I'm like, so to my knowledge, they were not in a relationship. But they sure had some more kids. <laughs> So, yes, very toxic. And like I said, there was nothing I could do about it. And, uh, yeah, you know, I'm off in college, minding my own business. You know, he had a kid right before I went to college, and I called it, and we were done. And I was done with it, and I was ready to live my little life without him. And whatever, like, so my first year in college, I went to school. Due to me being in the IB program in high school and you know, it's amazing everything I did. I was in the IB program in high school, International Baccalaureate. Um, very highly intensive study and work. I was doing that. I was a cheerleader and working at Kentucky Fried Chicken all at the same time. And I was able to maintain myself, you know, as much as I did. But... um It's hilarious that all that stuff was going on. And so then I added him into the mix and the drama that ensued because, child, it's like after she called me a couple months after that, child, things got crazy. They used to call my phone from all these blocked numbers. They used to just call and hold the line. I mean, that was, first of all, it was harassment. But second of all, it was toxic. And then, like, he and I used to be, it used to be real bad when him and I were in at work together. I mean, because we were actually working. I mean, 
There were times where we stopped to talk to each other, but we were working. This was a fast food joint. We couldn't really, what they thought we was there doing. <laughs> you couldn't do anything there. Like the most he would do, like he was a cook, I was a cashier. And the most we would do would be like, um, okay, if I went to get something out the freezer and he saw me coming around, he would like hit me on the butt with his flower hand and leave a handprint on my butt. That's the most that would occur um, at work. I mean, there have been things that happen after hours, but we're not going to get into that. (laughs) But yeah, it just got out of control. That's my first time ever dealing with um, just like a crazy girlfriend, like literally crazy. And like after that, you know, if... So she started, she and her sisters were harassing me, started calling my phone all times at night, holding the phone, just doing the most. And, um, you know, I remember one night I was standing by him. Oh, no, my phone kept going off. Like, they just kept calling me from block numbers. And this is how I found out about, like, Star 6-7, I think. And so they just kept calling my phone. So I just went and stood by him while he was mixing chicken. I was like, and I picked up the phone, and I was just like, so I was holding the phone to his ear, and I was like, tell her to stop calling my phone. Tell her to stop calling my phone. And um, he just caught himself being mad about the whole situation. He's not saying nothing. And I'm just like, Man, tell her to stop calling my phone. <laughs> and so um, it was just out of control. But yes, that was my, that was very toxic. That's what I consider toxic. But there was a time, like after they started, now they started it. They started harassing me as a 17-year-old child. Okay, a 17-year-old child. I didn't look much different than I do right now. Like, my stomach is bigger, but everything else is basically the same. And I didn't look much different. And they were harassing me to the utmost degree. Now, after that, I have, after, years later, I have called looking from for him, you know, from a blocked number and so you know then they want to oh why think is this her calling me from a blocked number but the problem with that is you do it one time then they'll lie and say it's you all the time i'm like bruh i only did that one time way back when i have not i don't even know the number like don't play with me like that but yeah they were literally harassing a child and that was toxic and i would literally go through that all night get up the next day go to school go to cheerleading practice go to work and it was just absolutely crazy and you know that it did definitely take a toll on me after um you know after losing the baby situation that definitely took a toll on me I definitely had a time where I was extremely depressed like I was at before I met him and in the beginning of me meeting him I was at like probably my peak, like, I don't want to say peak, but like, I was like on a high of just being at a new high school and, you know, being able to do whatever I wanted to do. I was on a high. And then by the end, I was just very low. Like I was very depressed. And by the time I graduated, um, you know, I had basically lost all my friends and I was basically just doing my own thing. Yeah, I still had cheerleading and all that. I still had a couple of people I talked to. But it's like, I graduated. And, you know, basically a few months before I graduated, we broke up. And um, I got my grades back up. And I started coming to school every day. <laughs> I stopped skipping because I was like, I got tired of just being at school all day. Like, just staring at the wall. Because, you know, your senior year. They don't have no work for you to do. So it's like you're just talking to each other, staring at the wall. Um, They might give you some busy work. So like I would go to a class that I would have a test in. Then I would definitely leave out the side door and catch a bus home. Because like I said, I was like depressed. And so, yeah, it was just very toxic times. And like I said, I graduated. I went to college. Um, My first year in college, I made the dean's list. Because I wasn't worried about that dude, but um, he was blowing my phone up on a daily. And I didn't answer for the first few months. 
but eventually I did answer and that's how everything struck back up. And so it was a couple babies born in between our breakup. So it's like me coming back into the picture. What can I say? Like you had a baby while we were not together. So I can't really say anything. I mean, I remember saying that to my grandma. She was like, well, y'all weren't together, but you were in the picture. So it's the same thing. I'm like, you right. You right, grandma. So, yes, that is toxic. And that is some straight ghetto mess that I would never risk. Um, I would never want anyone to go through. And that's why I bring it up in my book. And I just detail it so much in my book that I wrote called Sitting on Laps. And um, with the hopes of it helping young women to not go through things like that. I mean, back then we didn't have all this stuff like we do now, like uh, tarot readings on um on YouTube and um, you have all these like um, social media people out here just telling young ladies what to do in relationships and what to look for. But we didn't have that back then. And so I was definitely not savvy. And, um, you know, that toxic relationship took over a large part of my life. And then like after I was completely done with him, I said a billion times, Prayed myself out of that, got over it, um, isolated myself out of that, and got myself back, got myself love going. And then I met uh, a car, I didn't meet, I entertained Mr. Tesla. And, you know, like I said, yeah, I do love Mr. Tesla, but um, Mr. Tesla has some things that he's working on. And that's just that. But yes, so okay, okay, so this time for real, y'all, we're going to try to come back with YouTube, with a guest, with a coinciding recording and YouTube vlog up at the same time. Unless I get a spark of energy and want to record again, which I don't put it past me this week. But hey, I need to get back on the schedule anyway. So until next time, love y'all. Thanks for listening and see y'all soon. Bye.